What you got there on your plate? Oh, well, I have a couple of uh, pieces of broccoli and <laughs> some green beans and uh-huh. uh, a thin slither of salmon. <laughs> Sounds real healthy. Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and eat this salad and these beans because, boy, these last couple days. <laughs> I probably have so many farts stored in my body right now from Thanksgiving. and like some lentils or something. I think that needs to be my diet for the next couple of days. You know, the thing I found with Thanksgiving is that you eat it and then it stretches your stomach out so uh-huh. much that the next day you wake up and you're just hungry. You want more and more you want food. More. I just feel like like after I ate dinner, I didn't have enough room to like really eat everything I wanted to eat. So the next day, that's why I think I wanted to go in for more. Because I just, there was so much right. food there and I didn't get a chance to eat what I wanted to eat. Can you eat as much as you used to? No, I cannot. Like I, I used to do like two plates at Thanksgiving, yeah. go to sleep, wake up, and do another one. Yeah. And now I eat one plate and I'm like done I'm for done. the whole day. I'm like, nah, I don't want any more I of that stuff. I can't eat anymore. So I don't know yeah. if that's age or is that like conditioning? Like we've done a good job of conditioning our bodies to... Eat better to eat no. better proportions. <laughs> you think it's age? No, I'm not. I'm not going to give us that kind of credit. No. It's age. It's age. You can't take the pain anymore. The itis is real. It's serious. And your heart is slowing down. You're probably close to death, and you just pass out. And it's like I don't know if I like the way I feel. And you go home, and then you want more of the food when you get home. But by that point, it's too late. No, I think I, I want to give us credit because I've seen yeah. I've seen people our age. Who can still throw down like they're in food eating contest? And now these they're are big fat, people. Aren't they? these are <laughs> <laughs> they're big people. And they're I think, fat. yeah, so they're they're big. They're fat. And so they're I think they've conditioned their bodies to take in a lot more food. But I think yeah. that we have, I think in with time and as we've aged, have become more conscious about what we eat and how much we eat. And so Right. I feel like that's why we can't throw down. Like I don't mean fat in a derogatory sense. I Just mean fat in is the like literal sense, like they're big. Yeah, people. yeah. they they eat a lot. Yeah, right. it's no big big. Like I'm a big dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm tall. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm like two fifty. I'm six five. But we're talking about fat people. Uh, heavy heavyweight, heavy set, overweight. It needs to be called as fat. Well, no, I mean I, I want I don't want feel people to feel like you know we're calling them derogatory names. But we're not we're not shaming them. Yeah, just making the distinction. Okay. So, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, but Thanksgiving was awesome. It's um, my favorite. Yes, it is awesome. It's my favorite um, holiday. <clears throat> and it's my favorite holiday because it is, like, just all about family and food. And there's, like, very little commercialism other than, like, the Black Friday push. But other than that, right. like, on the day of Thanksgiving... There is no, it's, there's no commercialization of the holiday. To me, it's the one holiday that was purely born out of racism that is still a beautiful holiday. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is a, it's a, it's a racist-ass holiday. It's my favorite holiday, but it's a racist-ass holiday. They ate with the natives and right. killed the natives. Well, it's I so mean, funny that you say that because, like, this year, 
is the first time I have really seen people like really digging in on Thanksgiving and being like, yo, this is offensive and it's hurtful to Native people because it was like the beginning of the end. It was like they extended the olive branch and then like these coloners, colonizers, um, these undocumented immigrants from Europe came over and basically like took their land, gave them smallpox, broke their treaties. Like it was the beginning of the end. And in a lot of Native American communities, like this is a day of mourning. It's not a day of celebration. And so, yeah. I think nobody celebrates Thanksgiving for what it really is. Unless you're like some square uh, peg in the middle of America who's like, this is when the natives and the pilgrims got together. (laughs) Nobody right. gives a flying F about that at this <laughs> mm-hmm. point, man. We we eat because it's like, well, I'm with my family and I'm thankful I'm still here with my family. Right. Like, let's eat. So And we get like a pilgrims. long weekend, like a four, sometimes five yeah. day weekend, depending on year, which you do. So yeah. Trust me, black people don't like the pilgrims. Right. We're, we're not thinking about them. You know, at least not us who are not saved and delivered. <laughs> the heathens among us. The heathens. <laughs> Speaking of which... <laughs> Shall we get into it? Thanksgiving Thanksgiving is such a fun holiday because afterwards you get a whole lot of people like venting about what they had to endure. It is. It's the conversation during and after the meal. To me, that's worth it because it's so comical and and not just comical, but I love my family, but we got so many people in our family and it's like really the only time of year I get to see some of them and like really talk. You know what I mean? Right. And then, as and I do to that, all together because you talk to all together, but to have right. all that energy in one room, yeah. <laughs> and as you do it, you realize, like, oh, these sons of bitches are crazy, <laughs> <laughs> but I love them, right? But they're crazy, you know. I guess that's how white people feel when they talk to their Trump supporting uncle, and they're right. like, oh, damn, like you're right. crazy. We got the same thing, yeah, just on another level, right. So, is that yeah. fair to say? No, I think that's fair to say. I mean, we definitely we, we have our super, super uber religious, like, Christian family members. We got our flat earthers. We got Muslims. We got, we got all everything. Sort. We got everything. Yeah. And then we're very yeah. a, a very ethnically diverse family as well. Our extended family is very ethnically diverse. So it is an interesting mix of people. But, yeah, sometimes you do sit there. And listen to the conversations, and you're like, "Are some of y'all nuts?" <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I think this year was um, it was two things that really stood out to me this year with the uh-huh. conversation, which was the Jesus pushers, uh-huh. you know, and then the uh, <laughs> the womanizers. The, the, <laughs> those are the two things that really stood out to me. You know what I mean? Because you got some of us, me not included. Who have become like family men and are, you know, trying to take care of their kids and right. are like happy to be married. And then you got some of us who are just like, look, I like sleeping around and that's just the way it is. Like, yeah. I'm getting older and that's not changing, which is not me either. Right. You know, if I'm going to be totally blunt, I'm a serial monogamous who can't stay in a relationship for some reason. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <clears throat> But the funny thing kind is, of like, pathetic. these two extremes that you describe, they're, like, all pushing the same, like, Jesus message, though. Which they is the do interesting have the Jesus. thing. Well, because the womanizer feels justified because he can say, well, yeah, I mess around, but the Lord forgives me because I ask for forgiveness. Anymore. I want you to 
friends. Put your hands together. Them divorces are very easy for the Jesus pushers. Yeah, divorce that's very easy. In general, like, I think that's one yeah. of the things religion provides for people is um, an easy way out. Like there's yeah. limited accountability because you can just profess your belief in someone or something and be saved and all is forgiven. Yeah. Well, not for me. But, <laughs> I, I, I mean, you know, I, I'm sure people don't forgive me for certain things either. But I just think that, um, I think that enables certain behavior sometimes. Yeah, I agree. To just say, oh, well, I ask for forgiveness, you know. And then you just go back and do the same old thing. Yeah. And... I don't know. I mean, I'm conflicting on what I think about relationships at this point. You know what I mean? But there has to be some sort of moral ground there right. somewhere. Yeah. I think. You know? I, th- I mean, yeah, I think there's some, there's some basic integrity that I think that you have to exercise um, in the way you treat people. And whether that yeah. be in like um, a romantic relationship or a friendship or professional or whatever it is, you have to find some sort of integrity in what you do and always have to remind yourself that, you know, <clears throat> you should treat people the way you want to be treated. Um, and I don't think that you need religion to figure that out. Um, <laughs> I think it's a, yeah. a choice that you make. Um, well, what I found was very interesting about the religious portion of it was that I felt like we, as the impolite dinner conversation uh, holders, uh-huh. found ourselves back up in the Harriet argument and <laughs> of just like... I said it. It started uh-huh. off because somebody was coming around with their camera, <laughs> and and they were like, "Say hi to everybody. Thank thank God for here." And I was like, "Thank God, Jesus isn't real." And then like, <laughs> I was like, "Why would you do that?" <laughs> he like snatched the phone real quick. I was just joking. I look. Oh, he was appalled. He was appalled. Yeah, but, but Jesus knew I was joking. Jesus can take a joke, you know. I'm not saying he didn't. He wasn't real, but I. I, I I was back on my argument, like, oh, maybe he wasn't for you, you know? Uh-huh. I, I, look, I think prophets came down at certain times for certain people. We got the most recent one. Right. And it's a Harry. And everybody, as soon as I say it, everybody's like, oh, what are you talking about? What are you talking yeah. about? Women get no respect. We got no respect. But I stand women firm no with you as a Harriet. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, she's black Moses. <clears throat> and uh, that, that kind of cancels out Moses and Jesus for me. You know what I'm saying? Right. We got our own. We got it's like, okay, cool. You got they're cool. I'm sure they're sitting in paradise and chilling. But we got Harriet and she's gonna lead me to the promised land. Anyway, once I said that, I saw my mother's eyes just cut at me. You know, (laughs) I feel them cutting across the room. And I could just feel like my soul being shredded. (laughs) Yeah. She didn't say anything, but she just looked at me like my son is gonna pop the doors of hell wide open when he gets out of here. And I knew she was looking at me like that. I think she was just praying for you. She was just deep in prayer for you, for your soul. Yeah, but then there was another guy there who was like, <laughs> he was all about Jesus. and Yeah, but he was all about Jesus, but not so much about the Bible, <laughs> which was another not, interesting mix. Right. He was right. like, I he think w- the Bible is kind of twisted and contorted, and there's a lot of garbage in there, but I'm uh, 100% for Jesus. And I'm like, Okay, well, this, well is a, a, this is another take on things. And the argument got real weird because he was like, oh, yeah, slave masters are asses. Like, they didn't believe in the same guy we do. I was like, no, they did. Yeah. The KKK claims the same guy. Like, they all claim the same Jesus and God thing. Just, hey, 
y'all got to figure out those uh, yeah. issues y'all got like, with it. But that who determines like what God you're worshiping? Because I, I hear that argument often. It's like when you say to somebody like, "Yeah, slaveholders." were also Christians and believed in Jesus and God. And then people tell you, well, they weren't really Christians. Like, they didn't really right. follow the teachings of Christ. And I'm like, who are you to say if they were Christian Because or not? they can't, they can't, they can't back the argument up. So it's, they cop out. It was like, mm-hmm. well, they weren't really Christian. Mm-hmm. Come join us. Let me tell you something. Thank God I'm not no African warlord. Because if a missionary came <laughs> to see me and talk about this stuff, man, there would be spears all up their asses, man. I, I, I don't I think that missionaries should stay out of Africa, and yeah. um, I think that Africans, African Americans, need to follow Harriet. And I think that Africans, <laughs> I, I don't know what Africans need to follow, man. Maybe they need to follow Harriet too. She was for all of us. Uh, yeah. We need to be missionaries for them. Right, exactly. We need to go you with know? the Book of Harriet. <laughs> the Book of Harriet, man. Yeah, well, the, go on repatriating. Yeah, <laughs> back to Africa with the Book of Harriet. I mean, I really think we should get this cult started. I, I, think, <laughs> I think, I think, I think, I think I get some whites, some Asians, some. some I think I get them on board. There'll be very more. few. There'll be very few. You think it'll be a few? You'd be surprised. People are out I don't here know, man. seeking something new and something like that. They will be right like, they will be like, she sounds great. Who is this? This mother. I'm gonna tell them she's black. And they want <laughs> as soon as I show them a picture, they'd be like, wait a minute, she's a. No. And then, was, and then, oh then you will see the separation of people who are like, I don't know if I can follow her. I don't want to go to Black Heaven until they see the food in Black Heaven, and then they be God. all about it. And hear the music. Yeah, and hear the music. I mean, Black Heaven's going. Black Heaven's going to be some. I mean, like that's going to be some real stuff right there, man. I mean, it's going to be good stuff in Black Heaven. I think if you want to go to Black Heaven, you should subscribe to our religion, <laughs> the Harriets. The food is right. Uh-huh. The mood is tight. And everything's going to be all Smack about <laughs> organized religion. <laughs> well, well, you have. I haven't really said anything. <laughs> you just, at you just all. join in. I, I love, on I my love shenanigans. I love everybody and everything and everything they believe. People want to go to see white Jesus, then go ahead. That's, that's your prerogative, and I'm happy for you. But anyway, go on. So, um, no, well, I had like, you know, I, I, I think with a lot of nostalgia when I think back on some of our experiences, um, you know, in church and with our church family and with our extended family. Um, and then even in recent times, like I've had some like really good experiences in church. Like for example, I was out of town this past Halloween and I was trying to get back in time to take my son to trick or treating cause he really wanted to go trick or treating. Um, so a friend of mine, took him to her church for their little Halloween festival. You know, sometimes these churches are like, oh, it's a fall festival. It's not Halloween. And no ghouls and goblins, only like cartoon characters and church figures. But this church wasn't like that. They were like, it's a Halloween party for the kids. Um, And it was really nice. They did a great job. They had all these games and food and candy and stuff. 
and it ended up ended up being this like lightning storm outside so even though i made it back in time to take him like we ended up just staying there because it was lightning outside yeah. pretty intensely okay and so like when i left there i was like wow this was really nice like this was a really nice service for the community because you know it was open to whoever wanted to come whatever families wanted to come and it just got me thinking like you know what are there are benefits to having organized religion um and they do sometimes offer like a really nice service to the community okay um it's not to say that like that's the only way we can get that but i guess the question is how can we maintain that sense of community and that sense of service like outside of the bounds of organized <laughs> why are you looking at me like that like i'm crazy <laughs> It's a serious question. <laughs> it is a serious question. Um, so how do we maintain the good things from organized religion? Yeah. Like community. And, and service. And, and service. Um, without, like, uh, the other stuff. <laughs> you, can, you can't. No. There's, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> I'm just like, what? <laughs> um, look, I think... <laughs> I think organized religion provides one thing that I think is clear that a lot of people, most people need. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes you just got to have faith, especially when you're going through a tough time. If you lose a loved one or something, I think a lot of times for a lot of people, faith gets you by. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's all. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> I think I think that's it. I think organized religion provides faith for people uh-huh. where you don't have to question it. You know what I mean? It's just like, well, they're in a better place. They're in a better place. Leave it at that, you know? Um, I think that's important. I, I mean, like, I know I'm, I, I'm joking a lot of times, but I do think that's important. I think mm-hmm. community and everything, I think that, um, I think that that's not, that's, organized religion helps uh, provide a place for community, a sanctuary yeah. for community, but I don't think it's because of the religion. Mm-hmm. I think it's for a need of people to congregate and be around each other and feel a mm-hmm. sense of safety. That's that's a natural thing that humans have that religion has ad- adopted. Right. So I can't even give religion that. I think that we do that anyway. I don't mm-hmm. give religion that. I don't give sororities and fraternities that. I know you hey, in a sorority, but you know what I'm saying? I I don't give those things that. Like, that's, um, I think those are things we can naturally find. Yeah, like humans naturally congregate. Yeah, humans yeah. humans like dogs. We roll in packs, you right. know? We all, we all have our own little wolf pack, you know? But I think, I think once religions and everything and, and sororities and fraternities and all these other groups do it, then that's where you get these like kind of like, well, you're not like this, so you can't be here, you know? If you so, are. Yeah. Yeah, go on, go on. I have nothing else to yeah, say. Yeah, so you're saying like we. There, there could be a space that is for people to come and congregate and talk and support each other and support the community that is independent of say like membership exclusive membership that's independent of you believing a certain set of like like a certain dogma and doctrine i was Um, yeah i was talking to a friend the other night 
And I was telling um, her about, like, me going to Mason, as we've talked about before. And it was so hard to interact and find my own group because everybody stayed in groups such as, like, the white kids stay with the white kids. The black kids stay with yeah, the black kids. Like, it was yeah. very cliquish. And those are the things that took away from the group. Right. Instead of being like, oh, like, oh, no, I met him and her because they're cool and we all hang out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're cool. You like this too? Yeah, come talk to us. Like, I, I feel like when it forms more organically like that, then you have, like, me and my few friends that I have, like, that's our friendship because we get along. Mm-hmm. We like music or whatever. But we don't exclude somebody because they're not exactly like us but when you start mm-hmm. doing like well we're christian and we all go to church on sunday and we're 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 negroes and we like hip-hop music and, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh-huh. and macaroni and cheese and grits you know <laughs> you know like we're white people and we like green bean casserole like right. once you once you start putting it like that then the groups get so exclusive and so like i said to me the main thing religion provides is faith and I think people need faith I think people need faith do people need faith you know I had a and I asked this question I mean I think it faith does have a benefit because I think like you said when people are going through something it provides people with comfort and an answer when they can't answer something I had a friend it's tough years ago whose dad whose father-in-law passed away in this freak accident and um, he was like healthy guy, you know, really active with his family and stuff. Freak accident, passed away. And she was just like, I just don't understand like the purpose for this. Like why did something like this happen? Right. And I'm like, cause shit happens. I mean, that was just it. No, and I Yanni, wasn't saying that. the comforter in chief, <laughs> Yanni. <laughs> you lose somebody, talk to Yanni. She'll let you know. Shit happens, dude. <laughs> but no, wait, hear me out. There was a reason, and I, I didn't say it to her that way. But no, there's a reason why I approach it this way because I feel like when you try to find reason for something horrible happening, then you start like it, it, you're thinking like somebody caused this to happen for a reason. Like why did somebody cause my child to die or somebody called you know this horrible thing to happen? And I'm like, maybe no one caused it. Maybe there's not a reason for it to happen. Maybe it happened because things happen in life like we are interacting with this universe in the way that we are we come from point a to point b and things happen and sometimes they're good and sometimes they suck and it's not because like you're a bad person or it's not because your loved one was a bad person it's just because sometimes crappy things happen and the best we can do is try and like learn from them and we can rely on our loved ones to help us and support us through it but it's not because you're being punished for something. And that's why when I say shit happens, to me, that is the most level-headed and for me comforting thing. Because no one is being like punished or anything for bad things happening. It's just, that's life. Well, yeah, you have that aspect of it. And I think uh, like why it happened, you know, you can be logical about it. And I think that's one way to approach it. But I think sometimes... And the immediate aftermath of it, like, uh, it was some natural disaster and Neil deGrasse Tyson, like, just what oh. out this whole scientific reason. Yeah. The people were like, shut up. Like, we don't need to hear that right now because they were mourning. 
And I think right. that's, and I think, <laughs> I think sometimes when people, I, I understood what he was saying. I didn't think what mm-hmm. he said was bad, but I understood the fact that people need a moment to mourn. And whatever mm-hmm. their faith is, they need to be able to just lean on that. Even if it's nonsensical or whatever, sometimes you need to lean on it. When grandma passed, I, I knew she was going to pass. I knew it was coming, but I needed, in some weird way, I needed to understand that everything that she believed all her life and preached, that it meant something. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it was almost like I had to lean on her faith to be like, she's good. You know what right, I mean? she's in like, a better place. Yeah. Not that I do or don't believe any of that stuff. It's just, mm-hmm. for that moment, I needed to accept it. Right. Regardless of all the science and philosophy and stuff that we study, I just needed mm-hmm. to accept it at that moment. Yeah. Um, and so when, I, when I've talked to people over the years, because I was 28, so that was, you know, many years ago. I don't want to let my age out because, you know, brothers still look good. <laughs> but um, over the years when I've known other people who have lost somebody, mm-hmm. I, t- I take that into consideration. I don't, yeah. I don't go the route of like, well, who knows what's out there? I just let them like, oh, man, like, was she a good person? Is she, was he a good person? Mm-hmm. You know, well, you know, mm-hmm. they're in a better place. Don't worry about it. They're not suffering right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. think that's, I think that's for, you know, for some people, I'll give them that. that I think religion plays a strong role in that. The problem is that it starts manipulating people from there. Yeah. Because then it's like, well, give me money so you can get to paradise. Right. And that's the thing. It's a slippery slope. <laughs> <laughs> it is a slippery slope like in that moment when you need comfort yeah. yes yeah. it is beneficial but like you said it is it then becomes like well you have to believe these set of principles and you have to like yeah you have to pay you got to pay dues yeah. you got to pay your dues in order yeah. to they just start the fishing hook life in the afterlife exactly oh heaven oh heaven well, it is real you win. You just sitting there chasing. And that's when I'm like, man, don't believe that BS, man. But I mean, look, it's I try not to knock religion, but I'm not I knock it when people suspend all reasoning and logic yeah. for it. Especially yeah. like you said, and when they're in a place of mourning, I don't obviously I would never challenge people's faith in that moment. But if we're just having a regular conversation and they say something to me that is like completely irrational, illogical, and unreasonable, and you refuse to even consider the fact that this thing that you've been taught and have been believing is yeah. irrational and illogical, yeah. like you refuse to even consider it, then I'm like, that's a problem. Like you've shut your brain off because somebody else has fed you like a, a crack of bull. I mean, yeah. you shut your brain off. That's. That's dangerous. It is dangerous. And I don't trust it. Can't trust it! <laughs> but I enjoyed Halloween. I know, yeah. <laughs> at the church. Yeah. At the church. I was at church all night. At the church. <laughs> you know they celebrated that. Alright. <laughs> well, I guess it would be nice if I could touch your body.
So what I've learned today is um, <laughs> No white Jesus <laughs> He's been fired He's been fired He's been fired from the black community Until we figure out his color I don't know I can't, I can't call him the Messiah until I figure out his color. Okay, okay. Um, God damn. I mean, I know God is looking at me like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and, and, and don't ask Yanni for comfort <laughs> when you have a loved one that dies because she will just, she's a scientist and she'll just give it to you straight. Crappy things happen. Your brother was killed for no reason. I know, it sucks, but that's just what it was. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, there he goes. Look, sometimes the simplest answer is the best answer, okay? Simple yes. is sometimes best. Simple is best. Should happen. Well, look, That's a simple I, answer. It is a very simple answer. Um, and you know what? It's the truth. <laughs> it's the truth. But you know what? I think sometimes people don't need the truth. And that's where faith comes. <laughs> what the heck am I? What the heck? What the heck? How, did, how did I get there? You can't handle the truth. <laughs> it's, that's true. Everybody I, can't I think handle it's true. the truth. I, I saw right. one time somebody had posed the question, like, if you could definitively prove that God does not exist, what you tell people. And it opens up like a huge philosophical debate. Like, what you tell people if you could definitively prove that there was no God. What do you tell people? It, it, it wouldn't matter. If you could definitively... Look at me. See, when, when niggas got to use words more than four syllables... No, I'm just playing. Um, if you could definitively prove that God doesn't exist, just like you can definitively prove that Trump is a liar, yeah. people still believe him. So if you could definitively prove that God doesn't exist, it wouldn't matter. People would still be like, yes, he does. Yeah, but I think it's the, faith. Uh, yes. That's the that's the thing with I faith. I mean, that is the essence of faith, which is what's funny when people try to argue with you that they can prove that God exists. But I'm like, according to your Bible, your belief in God is just based on faith, and faith yeah. is believing in something with no evidence. So you have no evidence, and that's fine. Yeah, you have no evidence. Your faith is belief without evidence. So don't tell me you yeah, have look, evidence because you don't. Yeah, I it don't have any you. evidence. I think there's, I think there's something bigger than me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't think it thinks like a human. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think there's something bigger than me. But uh, that's, that's just faith, though. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's, that's my own way of faith. I don't think it gives me any superpowers or insight or anything like that. I think I'm just here to be an asshole. <laughs> because I started off as an asshole. Don't humans start off as assholes? Yeah. I have two small yeah. ones. Yeah. They do. <laughs> They are. She's talking about she's talking about her kids. Right. She doesn't have multiple assholes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, they. I mean, but in the womb, like your asshole forms first, or something like that. I think everybody starts off as an asshole. Everybody starts off with like I think an inability to um, an inability to engage in the world in a reasonable and rational manner. Yeah, so, and that does look, often present itself as assholeish. I think, <laughs> I think you religious people will be okay if they just stop trying to convince everybody to be like them. See, the thing That's is, with us people who aren't religious, 
that's one. And that's thing. the first thing that's, they need yeah. to stop doing. Because mm-hmm. if you're not like them, then it's either well, I have to go on a mission and make you like me, or I got to start a war and kill you till you like me. Yeah. Like it's it's one of the two things. Which goes but why can't you just leave people just alone? Being a, a weapon of control, of mass. Religion control. sucks. Yeah. Unless you're Harriet. <laughs> Because we're starting over with a good one. We're starting on a good one. But a couple hundred years from now, it'll be somebody will mangle it. Because somebody will take it from being like, oh, this is just, you know, this is a belief in your right to exist and be free. And somebody will turn that into a way to manipulate and control people. Because people suck. A lot of people suck. And the people that suck. We're going to mangle it. Huh? We're going to mangle it. Judge Joe Brown will be Judas. Oh, yeah. He is. Because he is. Yeah. Yeah. The, the movie already mangled it. They came, come on, they came up with a, a fake black slave catcher. They did. There was a little mangling. That was whack. It. Yeah, that was bad. That was um, a that poor was choice, in my opinion. It was distracting. Um, it was to make white people feel like, yo, you're not so bad. And that's corny. Yeah. You guys are bad. No. You're horrible. Okay? You did this. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. You guys are all right. You're all right. You know what I'm saying? No, it's just, you know, we can, we can divide the good people, the allies from, um, yeah, those. Well, yeah, it, it, was not, it was not necessary. And I guarantee you, it was to make white Hollywood comfortable well, with the was. movie. I, I, and that, that was, sure it was. Like, regardless that was of cheesy. what the editor said. I know that she had a whole thing about why she did it, but I don't buy it. I they think wanted it Julia be, Roberts. But, well, that was one lone person. And I really want to know who said that. Like, that was crazy. Who would suggest that? Anyway, the world is anyway. crazy. Yeah. The world is crazy. We need, we need a reset. Um, we need a reset. Yeah, we do. So. And we're going to start it with Harriet. Join us. No, we can't start it with another religion, can we? I know. Can we, <laughs> can we undo all the can wrongs we? of organized religion by starting a new religion? No. Yeah. That's why I said... We need a sense of community, a sense of communion amongst people of the community who can provide love and support for one another and service to those mm-hmm. in need. Can we yeah. create that without religion? That's the question. If we can, I think we're, we're on to something. And on it will be. <laughs> that was deep, wasn't it? That, I said that in a deep... All right. Anyway, y'all. <laughs> I'm going to finish this salad. Oh, <laughs> hope you enjoyed this meal with us. <laughs> Let's all lose weight together by Christmas. Maybe after Christmas. You got like three weeks to like cut up. And then after Christmas, yeah, okay. you need to get it together. Well, work on your Thompson butt, and then you can uh, work on losing it. <laughs> Nobody knows what the Thompson butt is but us. <laughs> I'm not trying to get one, but. <laughs> Me neither. It's a high booty. It's a high booty. <laughs> There's people with a high booty. All right, let me stop. High booties look funny to me, though. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> it look like they should have an extra like set of legs back there. <laughs>